Welcome to For the Life of Me podcast, where I share musings and perspectives on how we really, truly live a life divine. I'm Julie Pyatt, your host. Thanks so much for joining me. Hey guys, happy October. It's so beautiful to be communing on this amazing medium, the pod across the airwaves, globally in every country on the planet. Maybe not every country, but lots of countries. Anyway, it's really a joy and a privilege to share on this medium. Thanks so much for being here and for tuning in. I'm uh, feeling really called to speak this week on devotion. It's something that I get asked a lot. Um, People come to me and ask me, how do you live a spiritual life? How do you find that connection? But before I get into that, I just wanted to share with you guys a little bit about my spiritual mentorship community called Water Tiger. So Water Tiger is a path that is your own unique journey. And the techniques and the awarenesses and offerings are from my own life experience of being a mystic, a mother, married to many, so a lover, I'd say, and a creative artist, business person, and uh, just sort of a multidimensionally expressed human being. I teach from my own experience. That is the only way that I can really share is to have fully digested something so that I then can offer it to those who may just be a little bit behind me on the path. Water Tiger is really a series of activations, meditations, visualizations, and perspectives with which you can receive your life as divine and begin to truly be in reverence to your own life as a sacred form, as an energetic that has deep meaning and value. So Water Tiger is a mentorship program where I offer a monthly call. I offer a perspective on a topic, and then I take many questions from the community, which are always very, very inspiring and expanding. Because when one of us is feeling something, it's certain that someone else is experiencing the same issue. So we go deep into every area of life from parenting to sexuality, to relationships, to diet, to lifestyle, to devotion, ritual. We cover it all. There's no question I won't answer. It's a living forum of techniques and spiritual awareness. And I'd like you to think of it as a sphere so you can enter wherever you choose and you can use the techniques as you are called to. So this subscription is $33 a month, and for that amount, you get full access to all the techniques, all the calls. So I hope you'll check it out, understanding that this is for everyone. My arms are open wide. There is no one who is more or less spiritual than another person. We're simply on a spiral of experience, but Water Tiger may be a trusted ally as you journey deeper into discovering who you truly are. Now let's get into the episode. So devotion, devotion, devotion. This month is such a juicy, sacred, spiritually full life. I 
have come to the awareness that it's actually my favorite month of the year. It's taken me a lot of years to actually discern that. But many things about the month of October render me in what I would even call rapture. It's this just amazing love affair. It's a a love affair with the elements, with the sunshine, with the trees, with the air, with the quality of light. It's something that I almost can't grab. I can't define it. I can't use words, but it's definitely something. It's a mysticism that is in the air that I, I find deeply, deeply satisfying and, and meaningful. And it has connected me in my heart space in reverence for the very fact that I'm alive in a body at all. It's almost like I don't even realize it. I I wake up and I feel this God consciousness, this love of life, and it's in my cells and my blood, and it just informs everything that I'm looking at. I feel so satiated, so nourished and held and nurtured. I feel joy. Um, And this is a very uh, visceral contrast to what's going on in our world right now. But it's a feeling mechanism that's in the body. And I started to explore a little bit further. I've spoken a little bit about the fact that the true new year is in the month of September. And so once again, the systems that are placed on top of us in this society often lead us to inorganic ways of living and being, which cause us to be out of balance. So in my experience of life, um, January is the last month that I want to start the new year. Um, We're normally coming off of a huge overspending in December, feeling very afraid. I think I've felt the most fear of my life in the last half of of December. How many of you guys are laughing right now? (laughs) So it just seems to be like everything leading up to it, the forced extravagance at a time of year that you're really called to hibernate, to stay in bed, to like go within. And then also this superimposition that we're supposed to be recognizing our loved ones by buying them physical things. It, It causes this great tension between the inner state and then the outer state. So as we arrive in January, we're beat up, we feel emotional, we feel tapped out, fearful. We're just happy it's over and we want to get on with it. But then nothing really happens in January, right? So for the first two to three weeks of January is usually not really fun either. So it doesn't feel like a very celebratory time of year. But if you fast forward into the fall, And you feel the frequency of September and how that really feels. It feels like a natural calling of Virgo, right? Of going into uh, systems and structures and getting organized and preparing. And it has this beautiful spiritual frequency of sort of the beginning of the year. Uh, I like to celebrate my new year in sometime in September, but it's really when October arrives that I feel this great devotion. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to share a little bit about that. Part of that might be uh, because I'm a Cancerian in both Vedic and Western astrology. And my friend Jennifer Ayers pointed out, actually, an Ayurvedic practitioner that I work with, um, she's also a Cancerian, that we were conceived in the month of October. 
And I thought, oh, I hadn't even thought of that. So it may be some celebration that my soul is feeling for this time of year. But I do think it's more universal than that. I think the frequency of Scorpio in the month of October lends itself to mysticism. You know, mysticism is something that we uncover in the hidden. It's what's not seen. It's the energy behind. And I think October as a month of... Scorpio, the scorpion going into the inner realms, provides this ripe sort of soil to experience something that is beyond the physical. In addition, it's a very, very holy month in the Vedic traditions. Um, This is where the festival Navratri falls. This year it's falling on October 17th, and it's a 10-day nine-night, 10-day festival that goes through October 26th. This festival is the celebration of Durga. So um, this divine goddess is celebrated in different aspects of who she is. And it's just a very, very potent, beautiful month. One of the amazing uh, traditions of the Vedic lineage that I highly recommend is reverence for yourself. And so I would take this uh, vision of worshiping Durga, which may seem very far out from you and something you can't relate to. And I would bring it back to your own being. And so how can you receive yourself in reverence this month as an aspect of this goddess Durga? What could you be reverent to or devoted to inside of your own self that would bring you a little bit closer to how God loves you or to knowing that you are a divine being. And so one really amazing, beautiful way is to string a garland for yourself. A couple tips. You want to get sort of an embroidery needle from the art store, a little thicker thread, like maybe an embroidery thread um, just to hold it. And you want to get flowers that are um, sort of round heads, but you basically are going to gather about 54 blossoms and you're going to sit in a ceremonious place and string them together and make a beautiful garland for yourself out of this amazing living nature, these blossoms. It's something that I've done in practice. I did it when Rich and I renewed our vows with the children. I did it for many gurus. I've also done it for myself, for my students. It's a beautiful, beautiful act to perform, to create, to string together beautiful flowers and place them around your neck in reverence is a beautiful thing. So try it out. I want to hear how it went for you. So I had this story that I wanted to share that happened in the month of October. It's a pretty awesome thing that happened in my life, and I was reflecting on it um, this week. It was in the middle of my nine-year financial collapse. The universal faucet had been turned into the off position, and all of our jobs evaporated, and we just were not able to make a connect to um, earn money. And so this was a journey that I call our sacred moment, our divine journey of alchemy as we were alchemized into being able to hold space for a greater level of awareness on the planet. 
But during this time, I got a call, and my house is a beautiful modern home that I built many years ago, and and uh, we booked a location job, a, a shoot here, which is something that we had done in the past, but since this universal faucet got turned off, we didn't book uh, many jobs during that time. They just stopped coming. But this one made it through. It was the month of October, and as I sat um, talking to the producer, I was actually standing in the living room, I asked him who the talent was, and he explained to me that it was a weekly NBC network show, and then he told me that there was going to be a Bengal tiger that was going to be on the shoot. And so being a yogi and being a devotee of Durga, who is riding on the tiger, I immediately asked him, I said, I would really like to be on set. And he said, okay, you can, but the kids can't be here. And he said, the tiger will have to come the day prior to get used to the space. And then, you know, then they'll, they'll come back. So it's actually a two day situation. So I said, okay, that sounds great. So when I looked at the dates, the date they arrived was the beginning of Navratri, which is this sacred, holy day where they worship three aspects of Durga. So it's Durga, Lakshmi and Saraswati. So Durga is the power. She is riding on the tiger. Lakshmi is the goddess of wealth. And Saraswati is the goddess of opulence. She is like spiritual richness of creativity and wisdom, but supreme intelligence. And so the day that the tigers arrived, they drove the truck up and not one tiger got out, but three. And he looked at me and said, they're all females because the male would be too large. And so in my house on that sacred October day of Navratri, there were three female tigers in my house. <laughs> and of course, the job was a, was a very abundant job. And so in addition to being able to be so near to the tigers, I received a, a blessing of, of exchange of money, which was very needed at the time. And so all of my yogi friends fell down on the ground and just couldn't believe that it actually happened. And it was one of the ways that mysticism speaks to you in the dark hours when you really don't know what's going to happen, when you don't have an idea of, you know, which way your life is going to go, or if anybody can hear you, these wonderful blessings arrive and they appear. And that is if you are listening, if you are in devotion, and if you are open to experiencing that which is unseen, that which is a surprise. And so whenever I am praying or meditating or visualizing, I always leave room for something greater than what my imagination could conceive. So I often will have a big vision or a dream or a desire but then I will release it without attachment saying uh, this or something better, divine essence that's breathing through me, this or something greater, because we cannot see all from our vantage point. And this is a reminder that there is a grand play that is being orchestrated, that is of divinity. There is a, a sacred mandala being created even in times of so much suffering and constriction and 
uncertainty and a lot of darkness in this realm. There is a grand plan. And if we can find that extra meaning, that ability to be grateful and abundant and joyful that we are alive, to trust that there is a greater hand that is beyond any political party. It is beyond any intellectual idea of any solution. It is the mystic truth, the divine hand which is guiding all life. And staying seeped in that, grounded in that, is a wonderful privilege of being aware that we are spiritual beings having a human experience and not the other way around. And so everyone that is listening to this podcast has the ability to directly connect to source, directly connect to the one breath that is breathing all life. You don't need a priest or a guru. It is within your own capacity being a divine organic blueprint, completely unique, only one of you in the entire omniverse. The fact that you are alive at all means that inherent within you is the seed for the blueprints of everything you need to fulfill yourself, everything you need to actualize your most heroic probability. And so remember to honor yourself to be grateful for your life and not to miss it because you were too attached to the news, the headlines, what someone's saying, somebody else's opinion. Live for yourself. Be connected to your true heart resonance. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to other humans in life. Do the best you can. But remember who you are. You are a divine emanation of consciousness. And so until next time, I'm sending you so much love and blessings and grace, energy for vitality and resilience and immunity. And so have a beautiful, beautiful October. Let me know if you can feel the sacred energy coming in on the sun's rays. And before I go, I just want to remind you that I have my sacred plant-based artisanal not cheese collection called Shri Mu, Divine Cow, Shri Mu. It is my heartfelt offering of the most delicious, tangy, creamy, full-body cheese experience. Better than any vegan cheese you've ever tasted, I can tell you hands down. But not only that, it's better even than the finest dairy cheese experience. And why is it better? First of all, it delivers in all the tastes and textures and experience, but it goes beyond that. It goes to serve the sacred in life. It is an impact lifestyle movement that is a spiritual frequency inside this gorgeous, delicious, cheesy, tangy, full-bodied experience. I have aged wheels, smoked almond cheddar, not your grandma's cheese ball, fresh mozzarella, soft, delicious cheese. But what Shrimu does is it supports and creates more love on the planet, first for your body, 
first in the awareness and the intention in which it's created. We don't touch the cheese until we've meditated. We have nature sounds piped into the facility. We're aware why we're making this cheese. It's a global mission of reclamation and a return home to that which is all of our divine birthright. Srimu also creates more love in the world by loving animals because it has no animal products in it. And the best thing about Srimu is it's the first not cheese subscription offering of its kind and we're delivering right to your home. So if you want to know more, you can find out more at Srimu.com. You can see our product offerings and sign up for a subscription and join our family. Be well. Namaste. Namaste.